0: exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a privilege and an honor to worship and his throne. I'm going to tell y'all something, regardless of how tired I am, I love to praise the Lord. It does something to my inside. It energizes me. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Come on and clap your hands. What was that? Jesus name.
1: The Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. I want to welcome all of you to our Good Friday service. Praise God. The Lord is good and He's worthy to be praised. Let's all, wherever you're watching me from, just lift your hands right now and just begin to praise God, for He is good. His mercy endures forever. Father, we bless you. We thank you so much. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. Hallelujah. We serve a good God, and we serve a risen God in Jesus' name. Praise God. Let's go right into the prayer so we can get into the word on tonight. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I want to give you thanks and praise for your goodness. I thank you, Lord God. For Jesus, thank you that Jesus is alive. Praise God. And we're here to celebrate uh, his uh, resurrection this weekend. Thank you, Lord God, that the word of God will go forth on tonight, that the word of God will go forth all weekend long preaching and teaching the truth of God's word and causing people's lives to be changed and transformed in Jesus name. We call in the harvest right now in Jesus name that those that do not know you yet, we call them saved and we call them into the kingdom of God right now in Jesus name. So we thank you, Lord God, for the word of God that we're going to receive on tonight. Thank you that the word is alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that the word of God that will be ministered tonight will pierce the hearts of people. And we give you praise for revelation, impartation, manifestation, and transformation in Jesus' name. I declare and I decree. That no person under the sound of my voice will remain the same. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Again, welcome to our Good Friday service. Though, when you, while you're watching us, rather, while you're watching us online this evening, why don't you share the broadcast with somebody. Let them know that we're live and tell them to tune in right now for a, an amazing word of the Lord. Amen. So we're in... Uh, Our year of kingdom focus, but we've been sharing with you that over in Proverbs chapter number four, the Bible says the word of God is life to those that find it and health to all our flesh. And we're in a global challenge with uh, this virus that we're facing. But I believe the spirit of God told me that our answer and our escape was in Psalm 91. So I call Psalm 91 our medicine, praise God. So let's take our medicine tonight, believing God that with long life he'll satisfy us and that we will live virus-free in Jesus' name. Follow with me, praise God, as we make this declaration in faith. Psalms 91 verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings I shall take refuge. His truth shall be my shield and buckler. I shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor of the destruction that lies waste in noonday. A thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I look and see the reward of the wicked because I have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, my dwelling place. No evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. In their hands they shall bear me up, lest I dash my foot against the stone. I shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent I shall trample underfoot. Because I have set my love upon him, therefore he will deliver me, he will set me on high. Because I have known his name, I shall call upon him and he will answer me. He will be with me in trouble. Uh, He will deliver me and honor me with long life. He will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Glory to God. Can I get an amen on that? With long life shall he satisfy us because no plague will come now our dwelling and no weapon formed against us shall prosper in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Amen. We're here tonight to celebrate this resurrection weekend that we as believers hold so dearly. Today being Good Friday is the day where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ took upon himself the beatings and uh, and the scourging and was put on the cross for you and I. And so we're going to look at some things in Scripture today. And my endeavor tonight is just to keep you stirred up and and reveal to you some things that is rightfully yours. It's part of your inheritance because of what Jesus did for you and I. I don't know about you. I thank God for sending Jesus. I think Jesus loved us so much that he gave his life for us. And I'm so glad that someone had enough boldness and had enough nerve to speak into my life when I was lost and, tell, and tell, to tell me that I needed a savior and his name was Jesus. I do not regret that day that I gave my heart to Jesus. And I believe many of you watching me tonight can say the, the same. And so we're, we're believing God that this weekend will be a weekend of harvest, will be a weekend of people getting born again, a weekend of people coming into the kingdom of God. So we declare and decree that the word will minister to people all around this globe in Jesus' name. Go with, me, go with me, if you would, to Matthew 27. Matthew chapter number 27. And we're going to pick up on uh, Jesus' being hung on the cross because you know he was beaten, he was bruised. The Bible says by his stripes we were healed. And so he was, one translation says he was beaten beyond recognition. So they beat him so bad that they literally tried to kill him. But Jesus, destiny was to be crucified, to be put on the cross, that some things can be released to you and I. So let's pick up reading in verse number 45 of Matthew 27. Matthew 27 and verse number 45. It says this. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over, all over the land. Verse 46. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Verse 47. Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on the reed. And offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Verse 51. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked and the rocks were split. And the graves were open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the graves after his resurrection. They went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was. The son of God. Amen. So we look at this uh, illustration here. Jesus hanging on the cross. Jesus cries out to the father. And as he cries out to the father, they try to shut him up by by uh, shoving sour, uh, sour liquid into his mouth. And then the Bible says that he gave up his spirit. He yielded his spirit. So it lets us know that they didn't kill Jesus. Jesus voluntarily gave his life all mankind. That's powerful, y'all. They, they couldn't took his life. He gave his life because his life was a sacrifice for the rest of us. And then the Bible says the moment he gave up his spirit, the Bible says there was a veil that was rent, that was torn from the top to bottom. What was that? That was a separating factor between man and God. So because of what Jesus did for you and I, we now have open access to to the Father God, which he always wanted from the very beginning. But it took a man to come and fulfill that sacrifice and fulfill the payment necessary to redeem us back to God. But then the the centurions realized, he got a revelation at that moment. When the earth shook, praise God, when uh, when the dead rose, he says, truly this was the Son of God. Glory to God. Now, Several things was happening in this moment. We see Jesus dying. We see Jesus uh, giving, up, uh, giving up his spirit. We see the earthquake happening. But just as things were happening in the natural realm, there was even more things happening in the spirit. Praise God. So we're going to take a look at some things that happened over in, in the spirit over in Colossians chapter number 2. So I want you to go there with me tonight as we look at this because the earthquake was natural. Him giving up his spirit uh, from his natural body was natural. What the centurion saw was natural. But I'm telling you, folks, there was something much greater happening in the spirit. Glory to God. That will cause great release for you and I. Let's take a look at this over in Colossians chapter number two. And I'm going to read this in the Amplified translation beginning at verse number 14. Colossians 2.14 in the Amplified translation says, Having canceled and blotted out And wiped away the handwriting of the note bond with his legal decrees and demands which was in force and stood against and stood against us hostile to us this note. With his regulations, decrees, and demands, he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to his cross. Glory to God. Verse 15 says... God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them, triumphing over them in him and at the cross. Glory to God. Listen to that, people. The Bible says when he gave up his spirit in the spirit, he went, to, he went and took care of the enemy and his accusations against us. The Bible says all the notes, all the uh, ordinances, all of the accusations that was railed against us by the evil one uh, because, of, uh, because of our current state, the Bible says when he gave up his spirit on the cross, it wiped all of that away. I think the King James says it wiped away the handwriting that was on the wall. The enemy was keeping a list. Of all of our shortcomings, keeping a list of all of our sins, keeping a list of what we were doing wrong. But when Jesus came and gave up His spirit, it took all that away. Glory to God. Then the Bible says He triumphed over them in it. In other words, He got victory over the devil in in His realm in Jesus' name. Look, listen at verse fifteen. In in the, the Passion Translation, Colossians 2, verse 15, in the Passion Translation. It was too good for me to pass up for you tonight. It said this Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them, look at this, every weapon and all their spiritual authority. And power to accuse us. Glory to God. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. Look at this, folks. Look at this. He was not their prisoner, they were his. Glory to can I, can I get you right where you are tonight? Just shout, Glory to God, we have the victory. Amen. Look at that. The Bible says. He stripped the enemy of his authority. He stripped the enemy of all of his weapons. He stripped the enemy of everything he could use against us. And then he paraded them around. He paraded the enemy around in front of uh, the rest of the demons to let them know who was in charge. Jesus got the victory for you and I. And so because Jesus has the victory, we have the victory in Jesus' name. Are y'all with me tonight? Glory to God. Woo! It didn't take long. I didn't preach myself happy already. Glory to God. Amen. But look at that. Look at that. Because contrary to what some religions may try to tell you, we have been made victorious in Jesus. Jesus was the one who came and defeated the enemy on our behalf. That's why the Bible says that the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour because he can't devour everyone because of because some of us are been have been bought with the price have been washed in the blood are born again the righteousness of God and he cannot take advantage of us unless we allow him to we have the authority over him he has no authority over us praise God are y'all with me and it's all because of what Jesus did for you and I Jesus went through those beatings. Jesus took those stripes. Jesus took it when they put a crown of thorns on his head. Jesus took it when they made him carry his own cross. Jesus took it when they nailed him in his hands and nailed him in his feet. He took it. And he took it when they raised him up on that cross. They couldn't take his life. And he gave it for you and I. Why? Because he understood what was on the other side of his obedience? The book of Hebrews says it this way. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And now he's at the right hand of the father. He did that because he got joy by seeing you and I be free. Glory to God. Are y'all with me? So he, he stripped the enemy from all the weapons that he can use against us. So, so uh, that he could use against us. So we have the victory. We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen from you? Praise God. But now back in uh, Matthew 27, we won't go there, uh, but I just want to bring a scripture out. Verse number 50 says that he gave up, he gave up or yielded up his spirit. Let's go to John 19 real quickly because uh, this is the same account, but given by a different person. And I like what it says over in John 19 and verse number 30, John Chapter 19, verse number 30, talking about Jesus yielding up his spirit. He says, And when Jesus, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Praise God. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Jesus said, It is finished. I was trying to wait for this later on in my lesson, but I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Coronavirus, coronavirus, you are finished in Jesus name. Glory to God. Can I get an amen uh, from you out there? Praise God. So he says it is. Finished. In other words, he's done everything that was needed to be done to set you and I free. To release everything that God desired for us to have to be released to our lives. And the enemy can't stop it anymore. Glory to God. So when you see that it is finished, you might ask yourself this question. What was finished? What was finished? And I'm glad you asked that question because I have an answer for you tonight. Praise God. What was finished? What was finished was the plan of redemption. See, God never changes his purpose. God never changes his mind. God never changes his original intent. So in the garden, God set up mankind to be his duplicate in the earth. But we know from uh, past teaching and we know from uh, some stories, Bible school, uh, Sunday school stories maybe, that Adam, his man, sinned. And when Adam sinned, it caused mankind to fall from the original place where God placed them above all the earth praise God but God's mind didn't change just because man made a mistake no God stays true to his heart stays true to his desire and God will get what God wants to see fulfilled amen and so he didn't leave us out there alone he he made a declaration to the enemy there in the garden, he told, to, to told the serpent, said, serpent, I curse you on your belly. You will uh, crawl from the rest of your days. And then he made this statement. He says, I'm going to put enmity between your seed and, and, and the seed of the woman, and you're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush your head. Praise God. Who you think is going to win that battle? Praise God. Jesus. He said, how many you know a crushing is much worse than a bruise? Praise God. But, he, but, but I want you to see that or understand that because God never... Never got nervous or never got off course because of what man did. God's original intent was to see mankind free and living on top. And he never changed his mind. So this plan of redemption begins in the, in the garden when he makes a statement, "He'll bruise your heel, and but Jesus is going to crush your head." And that same mind of God, that same purpose of God, went down through men and, uh, men and women throughout history. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, uh, Mary. I mean, just just went through and ended up in Jesus. When When you really study that out, folks, and find out everything God did to bring Jesus to the earth to be our Savior and our Lord and to be the sacrifice for the sin of mankind, it really is a display of how much God really loves us. See, God didn't just just do something by happenstance. God had a plan, and he used people, he used men and women, he used situations and circumstances to get Jesus right where he needed to be so that Jesus could fulfill the destiny that he had for him. Glory to God. God loves you. God never leaves you nor forsakes you. God never abandons you. God never pulls back those gifts and talents that he gives you. He said, gifts and, uh, the gifts of God are, are without repentance. Praise God. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God doesn't change his mind. God stays firm. God stays true. God stays in faith. Glory to God. Because he understands that, uh, that you will be and I will be all that he called us to be in Jesus' name. So he says, it is finished. The plan of redemption was finished through Jesus. Glory to God. Let's go to Ephesians. And let's take a look at a few more scriptures tonight as I, as I just endeavor to stir you up probably won't be here that long tonight, but I I want to stir you up. I want to stir you up to understand who you are and and what you need to be uh, uh, expecting, what your inheritance is, is, and what God wants you to be about while you're here on the earth. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter number one and verse number three, and I'm going to read several scriptures, but I think it's okay because We are having a church service, and it should be okay to use your Bible in church, right? Praise God. Amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 3, and then we're going to look at these out of the Passion Translation. And uh, verse 3 says this, Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, The Father of our Lord Jesus, all because he sees us wrapped in Christ, this is why we celebrate Him with all our hearts. Now let's pause that just for a second. And now I I didn't intend uh, to, to do all this, but I'm telling you what, I can't move past that scripture without first giving God praise, who said, We have been, which means past tense. Everything has been already lavished upon us. Look at the words that is used. Uh, Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has been or have been lavished upon us. I receive every gift of God. Go on and say, I receive every gift of God right now in Jesus' name. Why? Because it's been released to you. We just need to receive it. Amen. Just jump back to verse number four. Verse number four says, And he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe because of his great love he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence verse number five for it was always in his perfect plan look at that it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children Through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace. For the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. Oh, glory to God. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Let's take a pause there. The same love he has for Jesus, he has for you. The same love he has for Jesus, he has for me. So folks, don't ever believe that lie again that God is upset with you. No, he loves you, and he loves you unconditionally. He loves you so much that he went to the, to the extent that he did to make sure that you had an opportunity to have a relationship with him. Praise God. Verse number seven. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. This superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, oh, glory to God, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Shout, that, shout wherever you are, say, this of superabundant grace, say it, this superabundant grace is working powerfully in me. Come on, let's say it again. This superabundant grace is working powerfully in me. Praise God. Amen. All right. Verse number eight says, uh, verse number nine brother. and through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveiled his secret desires to us, the hidden mystery of his long range plan, which he was delighted to implement from the very beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all the ages finally reaches its climax when God makes all things new in all of heaven and earth through Jesus Christ. Listen to those words that the Passion Translation used, this detailed plan. This long-range plan. This plan will reign supreme, glory to God, throughout all the ages. So God never changed his mind about mankind. God never changed his mind about you and I. He wanted us to be in relationship with him. He wanted us to be free from sin. He wanted us to be healed. He wanted us to be prosperous. And he never changed his mind. So he released all of that through the life of God. Of Jesus Christ. Amen. So Jesus' life, his death secured all that for you and I. So we can shout today that this superabundant grace is already working powerfully in me. Another word for grace is favor. So we can say this: this superabundant favor is working powerfully in me. Glory to God. So his grace, his favor is working powerfully in you and I. All because Jesus went through what he went through so you and I can be on this side to receive everything that he secured for us. Amen? Praise God. So, but I I wanted to show you that because it talked about his redemption and that his plan of redemption was in play before the foundation of the universe. And because that was the purpose of God, what man did or didn't do didn't stop his plan and his plan was fulfilled in and through jesus and we get the benefit of it that's why the bible calls us more than conquerors see a conqueror has to go and actually fight in order to get this uh to get the spoils a more than conqueror doesn't even have to fight but still gets to partake of the spoils praise god i don't know about you i like that arrangement much better than having to fight myself glory to god But we don't have to fight because Jesus fought the fight for us, and he won. Praise God. That's why you have the victory, and I have the victory in Jesus' name. Let's go just a little bit further. Ephesians chapter number 1, verse number 19, a few verses down. I'm going to read this to you in a New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Verse 19 says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him this is the same mighty power that raised christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at god's right hand in the heavenly realms let's stop there just for a second so the bible is saying this that when jesus gave up the spirit he went into he went and took care of business with the enemy, defeated the enemy, and we know, we're going to celebrate it on Sunday, that he rose again on the third day. That's why we call it Resurrection Sunday. We don't just call it Easter. We call it Resurrection Sunday because it's a a memorial of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when he was raised, he was raised up and he was seated at the right hand of the Father. He left the throne of God came to the earth, did what he had to do, secured everything for us, paid the price, then he rose again, and God restored him back to his place on the throne, right next to God Almighty. So Jesus is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And one place in the Bible says he's literally making intercession for you and I. So folks, you don't have to ever worry about whether somebody is praying for you or not, because Jesus is constantly and consistently praying for every one of his children. Glory to God. Amen. So he says here he's been seated. He's been seated at the right hand of the father. Now, look at verse number uh, 21. Now, he is far above. Glory to God. He is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader, I like this part, or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. So Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, and the Bible says he's far above. Now I'm not not close to it, but he's far above all authority all power any leader and i love this part and anything else he's far above any sickness or disease including this COVID 19 glory to god he's far above it because he's defeated all of it in jesus name praise god stay with me stay with me because we want to make sure that we are included in this glory to god all right look at this god verse 22 has put all things Under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church, the body of Christ. Glory to God. Verse 23 says, and the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Praise the Lord. Look at this, folks. The Bible's saying that God raised Jesus and seated him at the right hand far above everything, gave him authority over everything. Notice what the Scripture says. For the benefit of the church. Now, who's the church? The church is the body of Christ. The church is not a building or a structure. The church is the body of Christ. The church is every born-again believer. So God raised Jesus and set him at his right hand, put him above everything, gave him authority over everything, and the Bible says, for the benefit of you, for the benefit of me. So, folks, why, with that understanding, with that revelation, why would we, why would we be running scared from anything. When God gave Jesus the position of authority for our benefit. Why would we be be, why would we be afraid of anything the enemy tries? When the enemy has been stripped of every weapon, ah, glory to God, every tool, every accusation through Jesus, that he's been he's been defeated By Jesus, and that Jesus is now seated in the place of rulership, dominion, and authority for our benefit. Glory to God. Then the Bible, the verses end up saying, and the church, the body, is complete. (laughs) Glory to God. It's complete and it's full. Praise God. Why? Because of Jesus. Amen. Now, let's check out where do we come into all this? It's great to understand that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. It's great to understand that he is in place of authority and dominion. Where do we come into this? How can we benefit from what God did to benefit us? I'm glad you asked. Let's jump over to Ephesians chapter number two. And let's look at these. uh, Look at these verses as we begin to wrap this up. Praise God. Anybody stirred up tonight? Praise God. Anybody uh, sensing Holy Spirit rising up big on the inside of you? Anybody getting some confidence and some boldness in who you are and what Jesus did on your behalf? Come on, somebody. Come on. If you're on any platform that you can make a comment, give me a fist pound. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a, a praying hands or something. Let somebody know that you're getting some of this. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter number 2 and beginning at verse number 6. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 6, Amplified Translation, it says this, And he, God, raised us up, and he raised us up (laughs) together with him, Jesus, and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him, in the heavenly spirit by virtue of our being in christ jesus the messiah the anointed one you know i can't go any further than that without giving god giving god praise and the shout glory to god he raised us up praise god he raised us up together with him so where he is we are glory to god are y'all getting this tonight So I think you you ought to just do something tangible. If you're seated watching me, I I think you just need to get up because you've been raised up. Praise God. Get up. Let the devil know that you're not sitting down for any of his antics, any of his tactics, any of his schemes. Glory to God. Because you've been given victory over it in Jesus' name. So verse number 6 says we've been raised up together. Amen. Amen. Verse 7 says, and he did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor in his kindness and goodness of heart towards us in Christ Jesus. Praise God. For it is, verse 8, by free grace... God's unmerited favor that you are saved, delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And and this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. Oh, I thank God for the gift of salvation i thank god that i didn't have to work for this i thank god that i did not have to qualify and 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 continue to work and work and strive and strive and toil and toil for this he gave it to me as a free gift all i had to do is receive it and walk in it praise god let's continue here he says verse nine not because of works not the fulfillment of the laws demands lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can take, no one can pride himself in it or take glory to himself. I love that because if if this was about our ability to receive from God, it would be a Christian competition. But God says, you know what? I'm not even going to allow that to happen. I'm going to do all this for you. Praise God. All I need you to do is receive it then verse number 10 one of my most favorite verses in scripture it says for we are god's own handiwork his workmanship created in christ jesus born anew that we might do those good works which god predestined look at this predestined planned beforehand for us taking pass." Which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the what? Good life. The what? The good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Folks, God has always had goodness in his heart for you. Jeremiah says what? I know the plans I have for you, the plans of good and not of evil. So you can have an expected end. God, before the foundation of the world, set some things up for us. Because he knew one day, praise God, we would choose his plan. And when we chose his plan, everything we ever need, want, or desire would already be in place. That's why Jesus on the cross says, it is finished. Every need that you may have, finished. Every want that you may end up wanting, finished. Every victory that you ever need to win, finished. Glory to God. All the, all the divine health you need, finished. All of the provision that you need, finished. Glory to God. It is finished. Glory to God. And God put Jesus in the place of authority to make sure it happens. And then he put you and I in the same place as Jesus so we can walk it out in the earth realm. Praise God. Just like Jesus did in the earth, we do the same. As he is, so are we. Glory to God. As he is, so are we. So, by the Christ, it's time for us to rise up and take our rightful place. Take our place of dominion. Take our place of authority. Take our place of rulership. Praise God. And remind the devil that we are far above everything he can come up with. Therefore, we will not bow down to any of his things. We will stay on top and take authority over everything in Jesus' name. Because we have the Lord Jesus Christ backing us. And we have the blood as proof that it's a done deal folks it is finished amen come on let's give God praise this evening and let's thank God for his goodness and let's thank God that everything has been taken care of on our behalf and it is finished in Jesus name father we thank you tonight for your goodness we thank you so much for the word of God father we thank you again for Jesus We thank you so much, glory to God, that you loved us unconditionally and you sent your only begotten son that he gave his life. He died for us. But we thank you, God, that he did not stay dead. He rose again. And one passage of Scripture says, with all power and authority in his possession. So, Father, we give you thanks that as as you raised him, You also raised us. So we're now seated in the rightful place that you wanted us to be from the very foundation of the world. And we give you thanks for it in Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You may be watching me tonight and and uh, you not you have not taken the opportunity. To receive the finished work of redemption. Yes, Jesus was beaten. Yes, Jesus was bruised. He was hung on the cross. He gave his life. He rose again. He did all that because he wanted to make sure that we had an opportunity to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Folks, we're living in uncertain times these days. But one thing you can be certain of is that God loves you. And God wants a relationship with you. He says it's his will that all be saved. And So if you're watching me tonight and you've not given your heart to Jesus, you've not prayed and asked jesus to come into your heart then tonight is your night this is your moment this is your time tonight maybe you're watching me and say i don't even know what you what you're talking about but i want to get more information about that i want i want to inquire of that that's that's how i got saved because my girlfriend then my wife now she began to inquire about the things of god and that opened up a conversation and and a, and a search of scriptures and I found out and had to realize that I needed a Savior, and I gave my heart to Jesus. So if that's you tonight, maybe you got some questions. Maybe you don't quite understand what we're talking about. That's why we're here. We're here to minister to you right where, wherever you are. We're here to minister because we want you to know Jesus and have a relationship with the Father. Glory to God. So in just a few moments, we're going to put some information on the screen that you can reach out to us. And we love to hear from you, and we're going to reach right back out to you, pray with you, rejoice with you, love on you, send you some information in the mail. So stay tuned, because in just a moment, we're going to put that information on the screen. Secondly, you might be watching tonight, and you did give your life to Jesus at some point. But for whatever reason, and it really doesn't matter in this moment, what matters is that God not only forgives us, God also restores us. And you can be just like the prodigal son. You you may have come to yourself tonight and you say, I'm going back home to daddy's house. And he's, God is is ready, open open arms, open heart to receive you, restore you back to your rightful place. So that's you in just a few moments. There's going to be some information. You can just use that same information to reach out to us. And then lastly tonight is this. If you're seeking a, a church, a church home, a ministry to be connected to. I want you to consider connecting with Faith Christian Center International. Now, in this particular time of this airing, we can't gather as a body right now, but there's coming a day soon where we're going to be able to get back together as a corporate body, and you need a place to be connected to. So if that's you, and and this is where you want to be, and this is where God is leading you to be connected to, I want you to obey God. So the information should be on your screen at this time. There should be an email address and a phone number. You can use either one, whichever is most easy, easiest for you to reach out to us. And we love to hear from you. But as, as you're checking out that information, I want, I want to pray for those that may be giving your heart to Jesus for the first time. I want to lead you into the, in this prayer to give your heart to Jesus. So if you're watching me tonight and you want to give your heart to Jesus right now, for, repeat this prayer after me. Father, I thank you. I thank you for loving me so much that you sent Jesus to die for me. Thank you, Father, that through the death of Jesus, my sins were taken care of. And Father, your word says, if a man with believe in their heart, And confess Jesus with their mouth. They would be saved. So now Father. I believe in my heart. That you raised Jesus. From the dead. And I now confess Jesus. As the Lord of my life. So Father I thank you. For saving me. And receiving me. In the family of God. In Jesus name amen god bless you friend welcome to the body of christ if you prayed that prayer for the first time today reach out to us let us know say hey i gave my heart to jesus and we rejoice with you just like all the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you as well in jesus name god bless you god bless you god bless you and we look forward to hearing from you whether you're saved being saved rededicating your life or connecting with this church praise the lord before I let you go tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to worship God with your giving tonight. We looked at scriptures today, and, and, we, and we've seen how much God gave us. And I just think it's only right that we should also be giving towards God. Now, God has a system called Seed Time and Harvest Tithes and Offerings that he uses ministries and, and kingdom works uh, to give us the opportunity to give uh, to him. So if you're watching tonight and you want to be a part of this time of giving, we encourage you to do that. There's th- there are three ways that you can give. First of all, you can uh, mail it in. You can write a check out to us. You can put it in the mail and we will receive it. Uh, secondly, you can give through our website, which is secure. The address is there on your screen. Or I believe the easiest way that you can give tonight is, is through your mobile device. You can text FCCINTL to 77977 if you don't already have an account with us it will send you a link to set up an account you can put all your information in and then give right there on the spot and it takes about three minutes to do total if if you're doing it for the first time so it's not uh, a real hard uh thing to do so i encourage you to to be a part of this time of giving on tonight sow something give something and believe god for the harvest so we're going to give you a moment or so to prepare your giving Uh, We'll keep the ways of giving on the screen and then we'll come back. Pray over your giving and then we'll share some few other things with you. God bless you. The Lord, thank you so much for your generosity because we can't get it done by ourselves, but together we do make it happen. If you got a check in your hand or your mobile device, why don't you lift it up to heaven and let me pray over you giving tonight? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for your, your goodness. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity that we have to give and to sow into the kingdom of God. I want to give you thanks for every person that's giving into this ministry on tonight. I declare and decree. The Bible correspondent return on their giving. For every tither that the windows of heaven are open. For every person that's giving tonight, you're causing men and women to give into their bosoms. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Father, I thank you that even during this time, we will not come up short in Jesus' name. And I thank you that all debts are canceled. God says so in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. God bless you as you give on tonight praise the lord but before we wrap it up i want to remind you of some uh things that's happening here at the ministry want to continue to encourage you to be a part of our seven days of prayer and so we uh have gone through day number six and so tomorrow we'll conclude our seven days of prayer and, and i believe it's been a fruitful time for you And so watch out for our social media on tomorrow for that last day seven focus uh and that will be that we can conclude this with Uh, with some fire. Amen. Praise God. And then on Sunday, April the 12th, Resurrection Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Listen, you want to invite all of your friends, all of your neighbors, all of your family members, and tell them to be a part of our live stream, Resurrection Sunday and communion service. Listen, they don't have to be in a local area. They can be all around the world, and you can invite them to be a part of this exciting live stream that's happening on Sunday. Now, we're going to be receiving communion, uh, doing the live stream, and so many of you came by to get your communion elements. If you haven't, uh, a crack, some crackers, and some juice—whatever you have at the house—will do. A piece of bread, uh, a little piece of bread, or some juice will will be just fine. So don't worry about it. I want everyone to have the opportunity to be a part of this communion service. So that's going Sunday at 10 a.m. Our live stream. And you can catch it uh, as well throughout the day because we'll have multiple services on Sunday. Praise God. So thank you again for tuning in tonight. Happy Good Friday to you.